I'm Steph. Uh, and I'm Gilda. That was quick. <laughs> I to be professional today. Right? I was saying my dumbass sent you the old link because I forgot to do the auto copy. Again, I'm still getting used to my new laptop setting up its settings. I have a laptop back, guys. The audio is going to be great today. Well, maybe not great, but at least better than whatever the fuck happened last week. It's all right. <sighs> anyway, uh, this is Saturday Night High, the podcast where we smoke up, we get high, and we talk about Saturday Night Live. Yeah, we're talking about season 46, episode 17 which aired April 10th, 2021, hosted by Carrie Mulligan. And the musical guest was Kid Cudi, who, okay, I didn't realize I liked him, but then I heard the songs that he did and I was like, oh, these are songs that I know and love. Um, they did yes. sound a little bit different live. Um, oh, wow. Wow, did he deliver last night? He really Last did. night's show. I wish I could change my review of last week's show because in light of this week's show, like the past two weeks have fucking sucked. Last night, there was not a bad, well, okay, there was one sketch I did not totally like and the Twitterverse will know what that is. People that don't do the live tweeting on Twitter, you'll find out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Last night, I, I was ready for this show. I thought the promos earlier in the week were hilarious. I think Carrie Mulligan is so fucking talented. I saw Promising Young Woman. I highly recommend it. Ha. Um, I have not seen it, <laughs> but I recommend it as well. <laughs> you know, I'll talk um, about yeah. is um, uh, Ammonite. I don't know that I've seen it. <laughs> oh, Push the Lady on Fire. I have seen that one though. Oh my God. Yeah, anyway, so we cold, uh, we cold open? No. Um, um, so yeah, the cold open is Ion Minnesota. It was a Minnesota news show, and it was two Black newscasters and two white newscasters, and they were talking about the uh, trial of Derek Chauvin. Chauvin? Chauvin? I, I Chauvin, actually... Right? Okay, I, I, I honestly, I haven't taken the time to learn how to say that piece of shit's name, so, you know. Fair enough. Um... I would, uh, anyway, um, yeah, it was going back and forth about the trial that's going on in Minnesota. And um, it was basically how, oh God, it was really good commentary. There weren't like a ton of laughs in it, but I appreciated the point of the cold open. Yeah, it was like a bit much for a cold open in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, like, it was kind of heavy. Yeah, it was sort of heavy to start off the show. But I did think that Iguanoda and Kenan Thompson did a great job of making it funny where they could, you know? Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I just, I cackled at Kenan Thompson's delivery on the line. Oh, no, please go there, Craig. It was. <laughs> yeah. All the, you know, he was like, thank you for that little note, Craig. Um, things like that. And then Chris Red was the weatherman. And oh god but she's like don't bring me into this yeah he chris red had some really good moments in the episode chris red is fucking killing it he is owning this show i tweeted at him earlier i i don't care i was thirsty he's i was just like twitter. yo bro we well he's always on twitter but also so he was there were a bunch of articles this morning about a later sketch slash pre-tape um weird little flute and oh, I um i think <laughs> yeah, and, and people were like, oh, Pete Davidson 
Kid Cudi and Timothy Chalamet did this. And he's like, and some other guy. And then Variety was like, they posted an article that said something to the effect of um, Chris Redd and three other guys do weird little flute. He's like, they're in on it. So yeah, it's like, they got it. Yeah, anyway. Oh, my microphone is doing something weird. All right, I think that should be better. Um, yeah, uh, Chris Rebb was fucking good tonight. There was a joke about royalty dying this week and Kenan Thompson and Ego Nuodum were like, oh yeah, DMX and uh, Kate McKinnon and fuck. It was um, Alex Moffat. Alex Moffat. God damn it. All of the white men in this cast. It's just like- Very tough to keep well, track. Well, and the thing is, is that like the, the, they're comfortable with wearing wigs and like, I don't know. It's just like, yeah. Um, they were saying, uh, and they're just like, no, Prince Philip died. And everyone was, girl, Prince been dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really high right now. <laughs> Dude, same. I'm so high that when I texted you the link, I panicked because I was like, oh my God, no. She said she doesn't like to text because it's her mother's number and she wants to keep the text. No and it took me way. like it took me a full two minutes to remember that it was actually I just don't want to text my brother because of that reason because he's right, on my mom's phone. It's yeah. Steph's, yeah, little Steph's phone. Right. Little Steph. So, like, <laughs> little Steph. We, we we need to come up with we need to you need to come up with a name for him. Steph Jr. <laughs> He knows about us now, so he can have a code name. He does. Yeah, my baby brother knows about this podcast. And he was like, oh, say that your family disapproves of this. He's He was joking, though. He's the funniest fucking kid. Um, I would say, I, I really, I haven't met him. And I just, every story I hear, I'm just in fucking stitches. <laughs> yeah, he's like that. But anyway, yeah, no, that's how high I am. So anyway, I don't know. The cold <laughs> open, it was good. It was heavy. But what I really fucking liked, and I didn't like it at first, but... I liked it more and more as it went on. And then at the end, I was like, oh, that was so cute. Carrie Mulligan's monologue. She killed it. She set the vibe for the show and it fucking nailed it. And Marcus Mumford is like, he's looking good. Like he shed, like everyone else gained the COVID-19 and he shed like the COVID-40. Like He did look good. And then he was playing his old songs. (sighs) Oh yeah, he died. It was the uh, intro to... Little Lion Man was what he kept playing, but it was like, okay, um, she started off the monologue with like, oh, they said I'm the first British person to host this. Oh, oh no. And now as I'm saying it, that can't be true. And I'm like, they've done this joke before at least twice in the past year, year and a half. Like, I was like, wait, what the fuck? Oh no. I was so pumped for this show. I can't, but no, 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 no. And then it was, it was fine. Um, I thought her outfit was great. I love the shoulder pads and that color. Yeah. And again, I was very irritated. I was like, why the fuck? You know, okay, fine. Marcus, uh, Mumford and Sons, they've been on SNL three times. Great. Good for them. Why is he stealing her fucking spotlight? But it was this really cute couple sketch where he's like, she's like, why are you holding a guitar? And he's like, I I thought you gave me the look that meant you wanted me to take out my guitar and Carrie Mulligan's response was I'm alarmed do you think we have that and it was just it was so perfect that was when I was like oh okay this is I I don't know the vibe it was just humming last night yes it was great um but then okay then we had the first sketch of the night what's wrong with this picture which is a game show hosted by Keenan Thompson I'll give it points for that I love I love me some of that 
and the contestants were Carrie Mulligan, Andy Bryant, and Chris Red, I think, um, vying for the KY Jam. You tired of the jelly? <laughs> <laughs> Which, ew, but oh my God, perfect. No one else could have delivered those lines like that, but Kenan Thompson, like no one else. Yes. Um, so I don't know. This was just like, for me, not the funniest. I enjoyed Carrie Mulligan's line is like, he introduced everyone, something, you know, there, everybody had a one-liner, but, uh, Carrie Mulligan's one-liner was, yes, my King. He's like, not a fan of that. (laughs) That we screeched at that. We were like, what the fuck is she saying? (laughs) (laughs) Um, there was a joke about, um, explaining WandaVision to somebody, which yeah I tried to watch I watched one episode and I just didn't really get it I don't know I was a little bit upset that I didn't get it because I feel like I would like it if I got into it but the fact I've that heard that you have it. to watch like three <sighs> I know who I know. has the I know. patience for that god not me um <laughs> there was a joke where I think it, I don't know if it was a woman or no it was a kid in a swim cap a woman in a swim cap and she had, it was pink and Carrie Mulligan said, oh, that's a titty head. And it was just, I don't know, hearing Carrie Mulligan say titty head was great. Yeah. Um, there was, I don't know who was saying it, but, oh, well, well Keenan Thompson was trying to give a, a hint for one of the pictures and he said, look at the doctor's clock. And one of the contestants said, no, I can't. He's wearing a robe. Chris Red. Oh, Chris Red. And Keenan Thompson's like, I said clock. <laughs> it just, it was great. Really, truly, last night, it was like such a good fucking show. I, the sketch wasn't one of the strongest, but it was still good. I still laughed a bunch. Like, if the bad sketches, or quote-unquote bad sketches, you're still laughing, that's a damn good show. Yeah, I agree. The next one, um, I thought, at, at first, I wasn't sure how to think about this, but then I ended up kind of liking it. I thought, okay, hang on, sorry, I had a key. <laughs> No, no, no. I hit a key and I was like, oh no, did I just fuck something up? Yeah, I no, I'm just really high. <laughs> I'm just no. really, really high. <laughs> no, I mean, to be fair, I froze in panic that I did something <laughs> bad on my keyboard, no but everything's fine. Um, honestly, I'm so relaxed about this episode. I have my laptop back. I haven't had my computer for two fucking weeks. That is so my nice. Laptop back. It's been so stressful. And then it was That's really nice that it was free. I want to give a shout out to the Apple guys that fucking came through for me. You made this lady's day, <laughs> week, month. Thank My you. wallet thanks you. Yeah, thanks, Apple. Um, yeah, IBS, the IBS pre-tape, Trimfalta, I, I don't know. I It was okay. I just felt it was... I don't know, gross out humor. Keenan Thompson and 80s, 80 Bryant's reactions to going into the bathroom to the horror show that was in there were pretty funny, but not my favorite kind of sketch. So while I can appreciate it, not my thing. Yeah, I agree that their reactions were funny. That's probably the funniest part for me, just because I love to see right. them do anything. Um, speaking of seeing, oh, what were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say Carrie Mulligan leaning into Lauren Holt at the end saying, if you say anything to anyone, I will fucking kill you or something like that. I was like, oh, okay. That was fucking hilarious. And she just like follows her out of the auditorium warily. Yeah, it was great. That was Lauren cool. Holt. I hope she gets promoted to uh, a repertory player because yeah. she's fucking amazing. Well, yeah, same. Um, she's 
no Scientologist, but we can get into that a little bit later. Uh, yeah. So speaking of Aidy Bryant, um, the next sketch, this one I loved a lot. Uh, it was called Study Buddy, and it was um, Carrie Mulligan as this girl, Chrissy, and Kate McKinnon as just a guy, Josh. Um, I just love when she plays characters like this, um, as in young boys um, <laughs> who don't know how to flirt. And it's just so funny. They were sitting in the Papa's on chair, which has become such a big thing in my apartment. Like, we're obsessed with Papa's on chairs. I started, of course, with my Papa's on chair. I was going to say, you, you've had one the longest, and I know that. That being mm-hmm. said, I have, yeah, there, I, I'm not going to lie. When I saw the double Papa's on chair, the first person I thought of was you. I was like, oh, she's, yep, that's. Love my Papa's on chair, and I would love to sit with a cute girl in my two-person Papa's on chair if I owned one. <laughs> but I can squeeze into the single one as it is. Um, but yeah, it was just, she, Kate called her friend Jason. It was A.D. Bryant. And he was like, oh, well, I'm glad you called me because, you know, I had that girlfriend when I went to graphic design camp. <laughs> it was just too real, the whole thing. I loved it. Yeah, I, it was well written. It was a little weird and I was like, okay, this is awkward. Yes, I guess we all kind of knew the guy that was very, very awkward like this, dressed like that. Um, sorry, my roommate walked in. They woke up a little bit late and they walked in as the sketch was like in the middle and there was like Kate McKinnon and we're like, oh my God, this is, that's me. <laughs> that's literally how I used to dress or how I still dress. <laughs> I was like, yeah. You or them? Them, not me. I, them. I'm more of a Chrissy, but not really. <laughs> I think your hair with Chrissy vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Like some of those skirts that, yeah, I, I will say that Steph looks 10 times better than me on any given day just by like rolling out of bed. I, I, it takes effort. I just, it my takes youth, work I can't for help me. it. <laughs> All right. I fuck that society thinks youth is beautiful and there's no way we could really undo that in, in um, our lifetime. I'm just talking, I'm just talking about your sense of style and it's, it, you pull it off. It's effortless. Thank you. Anyway. I love clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love them too. And I'm starting to wear more of them and giving no fucks about what anyone thinks. Yeah, so. that's exactly what we have to do. I, I did it. Mm-hmm. I unfortunately, speaking of my mom, that was like, we would always fight about that. I would be wearing whatever the hell I wanted to wear. And she'd be like, you cannot wear that to school. Please change. And I'd be like, no, I, I want to wear this, this is my outfit. And like every single fucking day, I, we would just get into huge fucking fights. But hey, that's being a teenage girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, see, I, I was <laughs> I was the teenage girl that wore like jeans and a concert shirt or mm-hmm. jeans and a sweatshirt. Like I, 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 I yeah, I, I was never, yeah, you, you'd roll into work from school looking like a million dollars and I would have been at work all day and I had like actively tried that day and it was still like god damn it I look like a gnome next just, to her like yeah because my hair was like really short then and so when I cut my hair short that was when I was like okay I need to step up my clothing game and I also mm-hmm. don't want anybody to mistake me for a boy so maybe oh was- f- fuck you no one would no <laughs> one would have ever mistaken you for a boy yeah I don't know I do look a lot like my brother though but now now my brother looks um he just looks so funny because his you- hair's longer than mine well, his hair is longer than yours. And also, I, I do see the similarities between you two, but I would never confuse you two. Oh, no. 
No, no. there's no way. <laughs> anyway, the next sketch I fucking loved. Um, I rewatched it this morning. Oh, just wait, because I, I was like, a few more things to say about this one. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Please go on. Please go. I am. Go on. Um, This wasn't even. I just thought it was funny when A.D. Bryant asked uh, Kate if she had like any gifts to give um, Carrie Mulligan. <laughs> and Kate was like, oh, I have a hundred napkins and these earrings that I was going to give to the chorus teacher. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's so specific. Like the chorus teacher. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Both of us are probably way too high to have a podcast right now but since they let anybody buy microphones we're gonna keep doing this so um you okay there yeah just you know fixing up my microphone i already spent so long fixing up anyway i don't know anyways let's talk about weird little flute which was pete davidson you know doing his thing of course oh my god pete davidson chris Chris red It was Kid Cuddy. Timothy Chalamet? Timothy fucking Chalamet! <clears throat> had a cameo. Um, hang on. Shit, fuck. I had the credits here. Likes. Damn it. It was also written by Dan Bulla and Stephen Castillo. Castillo? You can correct us. I don't know how to pronounce your name. I'm sorry. And uh, Chris Redd and Pete Davidson. Um, it was, I'm, I'm trying to give writers credit as well, where I can find writing credits. Wait, there's a thing on Reddit. Have you seen a thing on Reddit? Have I seen the thing on Reddit? You're going to have to be more specific. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm pulling up, um, on our, on the life from New York subreddit. Um, Mm -hmm. there is a thread where they go through each episode and they try and find who wrote every single sketch um well the, fuck me i apparently need to pay more attention thread. to this yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny because beck was just asking me to teach her how to use reddit because i'm always fucking on reddit and i was like you just you just do it oh, reddit is amazing weird little flute it was literally just chris red pete davidson and kid Cuddy dancing and singing and talking about weird little flutes and rap songs and how I guess Chloe Feynman walked up and was like, hey, what's in your pants? And Pete Davidson's like, it's just my weird little flute. And I, I don't know. It was a fucking, it was a bop. It slapped. I don't know. That's, it was just, I fucking loved it. I listened to it again this morning just for shits and giggles because I liked it so much. Yeah, it was just so funny to watch. At one point, it was like, like Kid Cudi was cleaning the flute, but in my mind, I was like, what the hell? It was just so funny watching clean clean a flute I actually played the flute when I was younger um that was my you know my instrument and then I had to do homework in sixth grade for flute and I was like fuck that (laughs) I will say um Kid Cudi is a massive 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 Saturday Night Live fan um oh my god he was such a fanboy last night so his first this morning too well this morning I know yeah it's like yeah, he wore a, well, we can talk about that later. Kid Cudi, SNL fanboy. Anyway, I have that pulled up for later. So, okay, so they try to find the writers, you yeah. said? Well, yeah, I have, I have it pulled up. You just, I mean, you just read all the writers for that. Oh, okay. okay. Although, okay. Let me see, the the sketch right before, the study buddy sketch, just want to read those writers because I fucking loved that. That was Anna Dresden and Allison Gates. Okay. They did good. 
Yeah, they did very well. Um, Weird Little Flute was a fucking highlight for me. I don't know. I fucking loved it. It was great. Normally, I mean, not normally, but I was just I'm always a little bit cautious approaching uh, Pete Davidson rap you know, whatever hip hop. I don't, I don't know. Rap. I, I don't fucking care right now. I, I, <laughs> but honestly, um, honestly, I have felt that way for so many of them. And he and Chris Red just, they nail it every mm-hmm. single time. It's funny. Like last night, I think was the first time that I saw that this was okay. It was an R&B pre-tape with Pete Davidson and Chris Red. And it was the first time I was ever like, okay, awesome. Let's see what they do as opposed to, oh no, oh God, please don't be problematic. Please don't be bad. Oh God, I want to like this, but, uh, and I've never been let down. Another one of these that I like is the, like, take it slow one with Adam Driver, where the whole song is about taking it really slow and it's, it's just great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, (laughs) I I think I actually rewatched that the other day just for, I don't know why. But yeah, um, Weird Little Flute was amazing. And then we went into Kid Cudi's first performance, which was Tequila Shots. Love this and song. he was, uh, loved the song. He was wearing a t-shirt that had Chris Farley on it. And it was a jacket that was kind of a replica, but he, I don't know if it was a straight replica, but it was, it looked like Kurt Cobain's green canvas bomber jacket that he wore on MTV Unplugged. And this episode aired five days after I think they said it was the 28th. I, I say they said it was just some Google article. It was like, um, it was like the 28th anniversary of his death. Yeah. Yeah. Coming and, up soon. Yeah. No, I thought it was April 5th. Oh, why did I think it was like the 27th? Or I, I'm just making shit up at this point. Um, I, I've really listened to a podcast about his death and I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> you know, it, it was, it was prior April 5th. It yeah, no, it was April 5th. Um, no, honestly, okay, I remember when he died. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know what he did. But again, I remember the big people in my life being like, yeah, you seen that? This was in the early days of like 24-hour news and yeah. people having computers in their home. Yeah. Yeah, so Kid Cudi, I, I was here for it. I liked it. Me too. Uh, then we had... Weekend update, which I felt like weekend update came so early in the episode. I don't know. Maybe the sketches were just wonkily lengthed. Um, you know, if we're gonna make up words. Um <laughs> no, wonkily is no, I use wonkily. That's fine, because wonky wonk. Yeah, no, it's you're fine. Um, I did feel like it came early. Um which is funny because the last few episodes, I felt like it's come late yeah. in the episode. Like, it's like the first half of the season, it was like 40 minutes in sometimes. And I'm like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, Weekend Update, I thought was, I they give no fucks. No. They're in the final stretch. They, it's, the jokes have been amazing the past few weeks. Mostly, yeah. Um, they, of course, started out with Matt Gates. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's, let's keep talking yeah. about this. <laughs> yes, please. I, I will never get tired of this story. Now the guy, Joel Greenberg, has like flipped and taken a plea deal. And it's like, I saw something, I think it was in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, or so, I can't remember what the fuck, but they were like, oh, and there's potential like murder conspiracy charges. And it was like, it, why is nobody talking about that part of it? Like, 
did one of these girls go missing? Like, what the fuck? So yeah, anyway, this story, I will never get enough of it. Um, I did think the, based on his Venmo history, he sent over $900. For tuition and books. Right, yeah, it was something about uh, he's the only person helping, yeah, he's the only representative helping with student loans. Yeah. Which... I, I thought that was funny. Yeah, um, sounds about right, actually. <laughs> no, and then he had the fucking press conference and he's like, so many of my supporters, Donald Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Jim Jordan, they, they've all spoken words of support. And it's like, okay, so the disgraced former insurrection starting president, the fucking QAnon representative from somewhere in the Southeast of the US, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and three, Jim Jordan, the representative from Ohio who helped cover up a sexual assault scandal at Ohio State, all spoke out in support of him. And it's like, woo, yes, those are the people. And Colin Jost is like, what's next? The ghost of Jeffrey Epstein? And it was like, oh, fuck yeah, go for it. Just go. Yeah, um, they had quite a few little like features, little different characters, little, some little different characters on Weekend Update this week. The first of which was Obama and Bruce Springsteen, played by oh Chris Redd and Beck Bennett. <laughs> um, which, oh my God, both of them nailed it. They did. Beck Bennett, especially, I felt oh like it was just God, like, was so he kept with like the eyebrows and just everything about it was sort of obnoxious, oh. but in a good way. <laughs> oh no, he, he fucking nailed it. I am a Bruce Springsteen fangirl. I've seen Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band uh a number uh, more than a handful I, i've seen them a lot and um i saw i saw springsteen on broadway i was lucky enough to be able to do that i fucking love bruce springsteen i will also add just for street cred slash rock cred i did see bruce springsteen in the east street brand a number of times before clarence clemens died um i'm too high to have a podcast <sighs> but yeah i i thought weekend update was I thought it was just fucking on point. Oh, we were talking about Bruce Springsteen. We were talking about how um the Obama Springsteen, they were they have a podcast and it was it was so funny. Um Michael Che had a line that was like, Oh, you sound like you're just two guys talking and Bruce Springsteen was like, well, That's a podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, it was they absolutely nailed both impressions there. Uh Mitch there was a line about Mitch McConnell. Uh, this is him watching a child get into a stranger's van. It was that creepy smile he does. Yeah. Um, there was uh, another character. It was Punky Johnson playing a sex worker named Pineapple. And she was talking about... Um, what was she even talking about? She was... Okay. So Paul Pierce was a basketball player. He was then a commentator on ESPN for basketball. And he threw a hell of a weekend. Uh, There were strippers. There was weed. There was booze. He did this all on Instagram Live. And he was promptly fired by ESPN. So Punky Johnson played uh, Pineapple, one of the strippers that was at this party. And um she made there was a line where she said oh can I have the desk and Michael Che was like of course and she like put her leg up there and started dancing he's like no 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 I meant for talking she's like oops sorry stripper brain and I thought that was just fucking hilarious I love Punky Johnson and that's that's me all the time being like oops stunner brain um Mm -hmm. and then I also loved uh 
Bone Yank playing the iceberg that sank the Titanic. That was definitely oh the best God. character on Weekend Update last night. Oh my God. That was absolute perfection from beginning to end. Again, not to bring Steve into this because Steve is not a host of this podcast, but Steve was like, this is something that I'm going to find funny for years. Like, this is like the Chris Farley clips that you play me. And it's like, yeah, it is. Um, but uh, yeah, no, there were just so many goddamn good jokes last night. Um, there was one about if Will I Am doesn't get his act together, he's going to be Will I Was. And I thought <laughs> that was funny. There was also a joke about Starbucks doing like reusable cups. And the, the punchline there is Duncan's going to compete with this by not doing it. As somebody who ate Duncan for breakfast this morning, I found that really funny. I got so much Duncan. I got a dozen donuts and then a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> that looked amazing. I, I thought the line of Bo and Yang, I was sitting there and looking at the two elderly, at the elderly couple spooning in the bed as they were dying. And I was like, oh my God, they're going to get die out of this. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the next sketch was Star Charter Andromeda. Yeah. And this sketch was featuring Carrie Mulligan and Mikey Day as a character named Zachary. They were... Um, these newer employees on the ship they were young from a small private academy so they were essentially the rich kids and they kept going out and talking in private and coming back and saying oh this is a toxic workplace and stop gaslighting me honestly I didn't find this funny they were spoiled it was just like rich white kids being spoiled and annoying and they were just being really super dramatic. The ship was going to go into a black hole. And they were like all about them. And I thought the sketch was going to end with the pilot of the starship, like just being like, fuck it, let's go into the black hole so we don't have to deal with this. Um, it ended with the three annoying young ones being uh, put on, <laughs> sent out into space and they froze to death. I did like the little like, I don't know what they used to do that shot of them in space, but it, I just love when they do those silly little props. Um, it was amusing. Yeah. So the next sketch was actually my favorite of the night. It was an ad for lesbian period dramas. Um, and it started out, it was like, oh, this is the story of an unlikely connection. And honestly, it's a little bit more likely than y'all would think. Uh, <laughs> this guy brings his his wife to uh, you know this doctor, and then she she has a a female companion, and um, they ask the question: Will these lesbians be lesbians together? Uh, There's a line about award winning glance choreography. I found that really fucking funny. Um, we watched this twice in my apartment. Um, yeah, <laughs> I thought the line about okay, it's like an hour and a half of sexual tension followed by a sex scene so graphic that you know a man directed it oh yeah I, that line was like fucking perfection they're flirting just being like my mom and dad died before i was born mine too that was so <laughs> fucking good that was great that was you know your lesbian period drama you got one a year make the most of it then we had this history channel war and words segment um 
where Mikey Day was writing letters to his wife, Carrie Mulligan. She's back home. He's, uh, what do they call it, deployed in World War II. And he was on a ship. Yeah, she's sending him these like one word letters, putting like nothing into it, which honestly was really funny to me. Uh, but I, don't know, I just like this sketch went on a little bit too long. It was a little too long, but they've done this before with different, like this is like kind of another one in a recurring series. Uh, I thought it was funny. She kept sending him vials of cocaine. And towards the end, when she's like, oh, the war, I was so happy when it ended. I went out and partied with all my friends and well, they took a picture of us and well, it was everywhere. And it's like the cover of, it's like the Time Life magazine cover of the sailor kissing the nurse in Times Square. And Mikey Day is like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try the cocaine. Why not? I thought it was a really good ending to that sketch. It could have been shorter, but overall, um, pretty good. Yeah. Then Kid Cudi saying, sad people wearing this beautiful dress uh, that was mm-hmm. part of his tribute to Kurt Cobain. Um, and he had this necklace that was like skulls. Oh, it was really cool. And then at the end, you so cute with, at the end of this performance and his last performance he was just smiling so goddamn hard like just cheesing you know he He did a curtsy with his dress yes the curtsy was so cute i loved it oh my god yeah he's really cute and then i believe it was the 10 to 1 of the night it was at 10 to 1 um it was beat buddies Uh, it was a bunch of teenagers who were in a freestyle group rap group and carrie mulligan and ad bryant I'm sorry, guys. I'm eating a Hot Pocket. I have the munchies so bad right now. Um, Carrie Mulligan and A.D. Bryant were like pantyhose saleswomen. And I do remember these in the store. They were called legs. It was literally pantyhose. Yeah, okay. So they still exist. I don't know. I I don't think they still exist, but I've seen them in my eyes. Okay. Yeah, they were just like pantyhose sales reps. And it was hilarious. And like, what the fuck are we watching? They were getting teenagers hooked on pantyhose. And it's like, nobody fuck. I, well, I, I shouldn't say nobody wears pantyhose anymore. I wear stockings sometimes, but that's not pantyhose. They're thigh highs and there's garters involved. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> I do wear tights. I mean, I used to wear tights when I wore skirts and dresses all the time. Because um, you got it when it gets cold. But there was... Like at the beginning of this, the Beat Buddies were freestyling, and Andrew Dismuke's character had a line about like he didn't want to have um, any cigarettes, but if you got weed, I'll have a toke. It was so funny. Yeah, that was I. I, I did laugh at that. Um, yeah, and that was it. There were no cut for times, um, not that I saw. Um, no. Chloe Feynman's apparently a Scientologist, which yep. I was reading a Reddit thread during one of our breaks. Um, and I mean, I don't like Scientology, but there were a bunch of people there and I don't know if there were Scientology bots on, not bots, but people on Reddit that were flooded the SNL page. And they were like, well, I mean, it's a religion and technically they're not wrong. Like SNL wouldn't, I'm, I'm sure they do background checks. With no, actually, people. here's the thing, you guys, I'm not so sure that they did um, because- um this was something that I saw on what's the word fuck um on Reddit Reddit Shane Gillis or Gillis I don't know if that's how you pronounce it right oh right right right. Shane Gillis yeah 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 I mean they didn't really seem to do much of a background check with him well and okay so here's the thing is that they didn't do a background check or they did the background check and they didn't care 
<laughs> well, that's valid, I guess. Um, I and it's I don't know, and I don't want to shit on SNL in terms of like you know I mean he, he they didn't they they like excuse me they rescinded the invitation to join the cast like he's not a cast member now, but yeah I don't know I yeah there's Chloe Thomas is great I love her but if she's a Scientologist I would like to know more because I'm nosy. So someone's saying, I, f- I think this is a badly kept secret at best. I remember this is Space Mistakes space mistakes too on Reddit. I definitely remember it being talked about during her first season. I think it was mentioned on her Wikipedia page and then deleted. Um, yeah, it's like, it says, my main issue is if how this affects the writing on the show, will Scientology jokes now be off limits if she might have to quit if they make them or if they're more under scrutiny because of her presence? I mean, it's like... And again, Lilac Wine says, my deepest sympathy, she's essentially trapped. They go after anyone who dares leave and makes their life a living hell. Yeah. And it's like, her if her family's in it, then, I mean, it's a call. It sucks. But at the same time, it's like, oh, yeah, that's, there's a whole bunch of that. And I also don't want Scientology to come after us because that would fucking suck. So, I don't think um, Scientology's going to come after us. I live near a okay, Scientology um, uh, little place and they're not they're very non-invasive in our community okay they're not as fucking invasive as the people who stand outside of Planned Parenthood and literally sing fucking songs that's valid it's scary and culty and I don't like it I don't like it either um yeah my worst of the evening was the IBS medication ad Eh. yeah my worst I mean that was not that great and that was like what the second sketch I think um my worst was the what's wrong with this picture game show just because I don't know it wasn't really that great for the first sketch of the night yeah and I mean they again they've done it before so we knew the premise so it was like we knew I, I knew that people were going to be guessing wrong things or you know making ridiculous assumptions so guess yeah it was a little repetitive in terms of that yeah right what was your runner-up um, my runner-up was actually the next one. It was the study buddy one with Kate McKinnon and Carrie Mulligan um, and the two-person Papa's on chair. Okay. My runner-up was Carrie Mulligan's monologue. It was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, what was your best? My best oh, was, of I, course, yeah. <laughs> lesbian period drama. Okay. Um, yeah, that that was, like, uh, it, they nailed that. Yeah. Um, my best... <sighs> I have a tie with Weekend Update and Weird Little Flute. That's fair. Weekend Update had a lot. It had a lot. There were so many good jokes. Like I had literally, Weekend Update literally took three pages of my notes. And granted, I write big, I, I my write, handwriting is very large <laughs> when I take notes for this, but there was so much. And Weird Little Flute was, I, I'm, once we end this, I'm going to load it and play it again. It was great. Wait, let me just uh, rewind for a minute and say that the lesbian period drama was written by Allison Gates, Fran Gillespie, and oh fuck, Sudi Green. Okay. Oh, I don't know you guys. Somebody please help. We're, we're we're trying our best. Names are hard. But um, yeah, you can listen to us. You can find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. We're on all major podcast networks. Uh, Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. 
we, you can find us on social media. Sat Night High Pod is our username. We're on Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, and Twitter. On Twitter, Gilda Life tweets and also just regular tweets. So give us a follow, please. <laughs> yeah, we'll be happy to talk to you. Love chatting with fellow fans. Um, yes. Uh, you can email us at satnighthighpod at gmail and we have a website, satnighthighpod.com. Yes, and until then, happy highs. Happy highs.